Psalm 67, to the choir master with stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. May God be gracious to us and bless us, make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity, and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. This is our psalm uh, tonight, Psalm 67. And uh, we are, <clears throat> we've been working our way through the Psalms. I kind of pick a Psalm every week as I read through through the book myself. And we, uh, we get to this really wonderful little Psalm, uh, seven verses. This is the seventh Psalm in this section. So you already should feel um, a little bit encouraged just by having a, a Psalm that's aiming at perfection. But uh, this psalm uh, in the Western monastic tradition, so the Benedictine uh, uh, monks, the Benedict's rule, uh, says that this psalm should be prayed or sung early in the morning. So this is how monks would start their day. As the sun is rising, they would, uh, they would pray this psalm. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. I think it's just a beautiful picture of beginning your day with God and, and asking for his blessings on the day. This is one of the many, I think, biblical precedents uh, uh, for, uh, for really starting your day uh, in prayer and in scripture reading. So this, this psalm does allude to the sunrise and God's face shining upon us as, as the sun. And so I want to look at uh, kind of two aspects of the psalm. Uh, both have to do with, with blessing. The first aspect we find in verses 1 through about 3. And the, the primary prayer uh, there is that God would bless us. So it's a, it's a prayer for blessing. In many ways it's, it's personal. People are praying that God would bless them, that his face would shine upon them which is completely appropriate. We are to pray for personal blessings. We are to pray for God to be present with us personally, uh, to show his face to us. But what's interesting here is that this blessing, though begin, it begins personally, doesn't, doesn't end there. What you see is that in verse 2, we're told what this blessing is supposed to do. So first, may God bless us and make his face to shine upon us. And then, verse 2, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. And then let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. So even as the, the psalmist prays here, and as God's people have prayed this, we begin with asking for a personal blessing. But we expect that that blessing would not stay with us. It wouldn't get stuck in our lives. But it, it would actually go through us and bless others. So in a weird way, this is a, a personal prayer, but it's also a global prayer. 
Um, so in, in verse 1, there's a clear allusion to the Aaronic uh, blessing. You may remember, um, in uh, this is from uh, Numbers 6, 24, 25, and 26, where uh, Moses uh, tells Aaron, the high priest, to bless the people of Israel in a certain way. And it's that blessing that you hear at church often, the Lord uh, bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. And so that's the, the blessing that is used here in the psalm. And first it's used for the people of Israel, for the worshipers, but then it spreads unto all the nations. So you have this very specific Aaron's priestly, high priestly blessing that's meant for God's people, and yet it's also meant for the whole world. And that is how God works. God actually puts his blessing into people, into specific communities where there is sort of this incubation period and that blessing matures and then is, is spread unto other people, even unto the, uh, the whole world and to the ends of the, of the earth. We see that in the church. The church is a blessing to the world. Yes, we pray for our blessing, but we expect that that blessing would pass through us and would bless our community, our nation, our world, and of course, maybe the the most obvious way that it happens is through ministry, through missionaries, through people, Christians moving and coming into different communities and building their lives there. And just by their presence, by their words, by how they how they live, uh, whole communities are transformed. Now, this was God's plan, of course, for Israel. From the very beginning, Abraham was was chosen and blessed, right? So it was a blessing on Abraham and his nation that came from him. But that blessing was supposed to be unto other peoples and unto the world. So the whole world was supposed to be blessed through Abraham. That was the design. And of course, that happened in Christ, who is the seed of Abraham. So that's, that's the first point. So when we pray, I think it's perfectly fine to pray for God's face to shine upon us. But just like as the sun rises, and maybe we are the first to see the sun rise, we are in prayer early in the morning and we see the sunrise, but then we know that that light is going to spread onto the rest of the house and the rest of the neighborhood and the rest of the city. And so God's blessings spread onto all of his creation. Now the second aspect I want to talk about is, is, is interesting because it's still about blessing, but it's put in, uh, in future tense. Uh, so... Uh, in verses 6 and 7, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So it's interesting that now the, the psalmist is looking uh, toward the future. And he's looking at something that hasn't happened yet. There is the initial blessing. There is the sunrise. But he also knows there's... There's a much greater sunrise that is to come. The sun of righteousness will rise. There's something that is still supposed to happen uh, for the psalmist. And some of the things that he expects when that ultimate final sunrise will happen, when the restoration of all creation will happen, he expects that there will be, um, there will be uh, uh, justice. So in verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. So there's a vision of all nations functioning perfectly uh, under God's just rule. And then, of course, we, uh, we see in, in verse 6, the earth has yielded its increase. 
so there's the the picture of of flourishing of the earth and and bountiful harvests and nature operating uh, in harmony the way the way it's supposed to be and then you have the picture of gladness and joy they're singing because creation has been renewed under God so that that's still something that is to come in the psalmist time and so even though they are praying for the present blessing they're looking towards the future blessing the final ultimate blessing too and this is how we live as Christians there's certainly blessings that come to us now absolutely and so like I said earlier I do encourage you pray for blessings pray for God uh, to provide for you, to protect you, to be present with you, to, to give you grace. All those things are available to us now. But in part, there is a full restoration that is yet to come. And so we see the sun now, but it's not like the bright sun we're going to see when creation is restored and nations can function harmoniously under God's rule. And that, of course, will happen when, when Jesus will return this whole idea of seeing God's face when has it happened well Moses Moses couldn't see God's face you remember the story where he's praying to see God's glory and, and and God says you can't you can't look at me nobody can look at me and live and yet years later when Jesus was born and Jesus came God of God became human we actually saw his face we knew what he looked like and though now many will debate what he actually looked like, uh, that's not really significant to this conversation because we know that he was visible. We know that he is knowable. We know that we can relate to him, that we could touch him. And though he is absent now physically, he said that he will one day return. And when he comes, we will see him face to face. When we see him face to face, we will become as he is meaning that we will be utterly transformed, we will be completely renewed, we will be restored and completely delivered, completely saved. So the, the finality of our salvation is, is, yet, is yet to come, the complete restoration of, of who we are and of all creation. And that is something we're looking forward to. We know Jesus now, we know him, and yet there will be a time we will see him face to face and we will really know him. And when the Son of Righteousness will rise uh, and there will be healing, and restoration and renewal so we pray for that kind of blessing for us but also for the world I hope this is encouraging to you as you're wrestling through many issues in our world I find myself um, more and more thinking about the world to come um, and I, I'm examining my motivation because I don't want to simply uh, look forward to what God has yet to do because I don't want to deal with what's going on right now um, no, I, I want to have the right balance of hope uh, that fuels how I live now. And I hope it's the same with you, that we, we expect that great blessing that is yet to come to those who, who believe in Christ, uh, knowing that he died and rose for us, and, and so he will fulfill the rest of his promises too. And yet we'll live in the here and now, and we ask for blessings now for us and for the, for the world around us. May his face shine upon us even now and may we look in faith and hope for the time when he will come and rescue us completely.